Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined this week by Haley. Hello. <laughs> the very polite hello, the, the, the quiet greeting, and the mysterious L. That's me, babies! Hello, classic What's Up Babies intro, because this is episode 100, and we're doing it classic style. Yes. I, don't, I don't think I introduced the world to beautiful babies uh, for like the first, I don't know, it was like a dozen podcasts or whatever. It was a while. Yeah. For, for a while, I believe my original catchphrase was, that's me, baby, and that's how <laughs> beautiful babies came about. For the people out there that may be wondering why I've been calling you beautiful babies now for like two years, it's that. <laughs> we actually had a guy at some point ask me to to tell you to stop calling them beautiful babies because it was weirding him out and i was like i remember, I remember that that was pretty early it was like one of our it was like right after i started doing it that guy was just like yeah i love the podcast but being called a beautiful baby is sort of weird and i was just like well fuck you buddy like <laughs> one complaint out of our thousands of listeners uh sorry probably not modifying that one there friend <laughs> No, yeah. He didn't even propose a new catchphrase. What am I supposed to nope. do? Just come up with another one? You think these things grow on trees? <laughs> yeah, why you why you go, yeah, get him, Robocop. <laughs> this was yeah. before Robot Cop was even considered. We hadn't formulated the Robot Cop on the on the podcast. Right, exactly, exactly. Now if there was a groundswell of people that were offended by being called beautiful or babies, I suppose I could call them robot cops. But nobody wants to be called a cop, right? That's not going to no, work. Nope. No bueno. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, for, for those uh, candy listeners at home, uh, what, what would be more appropriate for a milestone episode, like episode 100, than uh, Sarge not being here? I mean, wow. 
Like just, uh, just we're, we're, like I said, we're doing it classic style, including the recurring bit of Sarge having life stuff happen and having to miss recording. Yes, that's the way this works. <laughs> so instead, we get a double barrel of uh, of Haley, which Me. is yes, uh, which is which is most prudent uh, because going into the amuse bouche, we have some Arizona related amusements. Always, it's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse bouche. Yeah. So Arizona had itself a GOP rally. If if I am if I am understanding correctly, what we're to be discussing in the amuse bouche. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Haley, the floor is yours for the Arizona establishment rally because we have more in the headlines about the non-establishment rally. Well, so uh, so I don't know anything about this. So, so let's just say up top for the record, did you actually go to this thing? Yeah, I usually go to things. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, I don't really know much about your whole deal. I don't know how plugged in you are because my gimmick is being very much not plugged in. So, <laughs> okay. uh, so in, in case other people at home might not know, I, I felt like it was pretty important up front to just be like, "Hey, Haley's pretty plugged in and actually goes to this crap." So you don't have to. Yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> and if you want to, you're not listening to this. <laughs> yep. So this was hosted by Turning Point Action, which is Turning Point USA's like political arm, if you know what Turning Point USA is. I love the idea that Turning Point USA isn't political. Like Charlie Kirk screaming about the evil libs and college indoctrination isn't political. We have a subsection of the political side over here. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It's because Turning Point USA is a nonprofit, so they're not they're not supposed to be doing political stuff. So they literally just like slap action over USA. <laughs> That's fucking and, awesome. Yeah. To kind of get away with that. Yeah. So yeah. Charlie Kirk hosted it. He's annoying as everybody knows. Um, <laughs> Charlie and- Kirk, who last podcast listeners left was uh, whining about, I went to bed and Trump was winning the election and then I woke up and he wasn't. If you were listening to our bonus content, which you should, patreon.com slash poker politics. But uh, yeah, Charlie Kirk is just a right wing gadfly grifter sack of shit. So yeah, he <laughs> runs Turning Point. He's uh, just an annoying dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like headquartered here. So we get the full face of Turning Point. Yeah. So it's like Jack Posobiec and Charlie Kirk are just like part of Arizona politics. So yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. Holy I know. shit. Yeah. Um so they hosted it and it was like a big rally for Carrie Lake, uh Blake Masters, who flubbed his lines. Yeah. And, I uh, yeah, yeah, he, I heard- he came out of the stage and he was like, Hi, I'm White Masters. I mean I mean Blake Masters. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, like I've heard him give that same speech so many times now. Like, do you not have it memorized? <laughs> you really have to go to the cards every time. Oh my god! I know. Um, and then um, so Charlie Kirk, uh, Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, and then Ron DeSantis was the headliner of the night. So he he came in. Um, I love the idea that like you're. The- I love the idea that your 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 candidates for governor and senator aren't big enough draws. You had to bring in DeSantis to really get to pack the crowd in. That that doesn't speak very well of your candidates for Senate and governor. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, we need the out-of-state governor guy that's supposed to run for president. Yeah, you gotta be kidding me. Also, like I went you know, because I go to like the Trump rallies. He, he Trump goes here the most, so you know I know what a oh. Trump rally looks like. 
Yeah. Uh, so I got there like super early because I thought there might be like the merch people out and like a huge line and party out there. And it was zero. It's completely dead. People started lining up like about an hour before it opened and the place didn't even fill up. I've been to that same place with Trump and uh, they didn't even bother opening the the top decks because it wasn't busy. No so, chance. I thought that was kind of interesting because DeSantis is actually kind of popular here. Um, right. Like, uh, I hear he's more popular here than some other states. And, How would you uh, describe his energy? If you had boring. To, I don't understand the appeal. It. I guess it's because he's just like, I'm a, I'm a fascist. Here's my fascist policies. You know, like, here's yeah. the outline. But he's so boring that it's like, I don't really get it. <laughs> I, I think Elle was trying to lead you into Carrie Lake's little uh, faux pas there. Her... Oh, yeah. That yeah. Was Does it weird. count as a faux pas if you say exactly what you meant to say? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that she knew what, what like she was saying. And then it just turned out that everyone was just like, you probably shouldn't say that as like, a candidate for anything. Nobody in the audience got it. Well, that's because they're all Caucasians in their 40s or whatever. Literally, the lady behind me was like, because Carrie kind of let it in like, are there any young people here tonight? And like, and the crowd went mild. Yeah, to say the <laughs> least. Yeah. Uh, like the lady behind me literally was like, "It's all middle-aged people here." And <laughs> another older woman was like, "Young, I'll take it." So it was like, even the crowd was like, "This is not a young audience." And then she starts doing the like, "Oh, DeSantis has big balls." <laughs> And then she does the big dick energy joke, but she asked the audience, like, do you guys know what that is? Do, do, do you guys know what a big dick is? Anybody in the audience? <laughs> Literally Any... one lady was like, woo! And that was it. Nobody got it. And uh, her husband was just like solemnly nodding. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, th- th- I mean, that would feel very good for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> husband of only woman cheering for big dick energy in the crowd. It's just like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just look, he just like that guy just starts gorilla alpha male staring at every other dude in the building and those avert their gaze because they just know he's the Chad with the with the with the big schlong and that's so funny. Can in. you imagine what sort of like internet seclusion you have to be a part of to ha- clearly have access to the internet because that's how Donald Trump communicates to his followers. So all these people must love the internet for that reason, if nothing else. But also have avoided hearing about big dick energy in any capacity over the past like four <laughs> years. Like, I feel like it got pretty popular as just sort of like a general concept to describe like a vibe of like owning it. But uh, maybe that's just me because I'm not in internet seclusion. So yeah. I don't feel she like you have even... to be 25 to know what that is. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not young. <laughs> I know what big dick energy is. She was, like, telling the audience, like, ask your kids what it means. Like, I wouldn't want my mom to ask me that. <laughs> ask your kids about big dicks. <laughs> and their energy. The thing that's a big, like, uh, the big difference between uh, Blake Masters and Carrie Lake uh, in, the, in, these, in these races that they're running is that Blake Masters is an empty suit that was bought and paid for by Peter Thiel and he had, he stands for nothing. He is this empty vessel 
and he ran the Arizona primary and Haley can back me up on this. He ran the Arizona primary as like the election was stolen for Trump and I will go to Washington and like decertify it. And I will crush everyone that like tries to like stand against us. I am your alpha mega. I'm, I'm in, I'm into QAnon a little bit, but I ain't going to say that too loudly, but he says you he's guys a nationalist. Are, well, yeah. <laughs> Like, but everything in the primary was like hyper psychotic, hyper big lie, ultra MAGA, dipping his toes in the QAnon as much as he could without being called out on it. And then he wins the primary election. And his first ad for the general election is him like throwing his toddler on a swing set, his fawning wife in the background looking at Blake taking care of their little toddler. And he's like, I'm Blake Masters, a family man who's just concerned with the direction America's going. Because it's like in the primary, you run as a nut and then you try to smooth those edges off. And in this general, you run as just a folksy Arizonan who's just trying to stand up for the little guy. Meanwhile, Carrie Lake just can't help herself. She's like fucking QAnon primary, <laughs> QAnon general. Don't give a shit about shit. She's just, she's just so full bore nut that she just can't help herself. She can't like try to like pander to anyone other than absolute lunatics that read Q drops for her voting. Like uh, I, I that ad that I did the thread about with that woman who was promoting pandemic and was screaming about mask mandates being a violation and telling people to join her uh, pack for, to harass uh, gay school teachers. Like that's the star of Carrie Lake's campaign ad in the general election. And the campaign ad was literally Mexicans are going to steal your kids and sell them in the sex trafficking rings. (laughs) And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, do you really think like Joe six pack is like sitting there watching TV going, Honey, honey, they're they're gonna like Katie Hobbs is gonna sell our kids into the sex dungeons. We gotta vote for this lake lady. I mean, it's like who are you appealing to with these ads? See, yeah. the, so, so powerful is Ron DeSantis's big dick energy. The, look, look at how look at how wind, wound up it got, Mike. It yes. Mike just see, quite we, boring. We, we, Not Mike DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but, uh, but get, getting getting back to sort of on track, like and, and tying it all together, is just like it is. It is weird that they would need to bring boring DeSantis, who does not have big tech energy. He's he's got Trump minus energy, which we, we already have a Trump minus. It's literally Trump's son. Like we didn't need any more Trump minus. Uh, so he like they have to bring him out to headline with like. The actual people involved in the race are fucking bananas and way more interesting. Like, granted, we don't want to give them like we, we don't want to just be like, yeah, she should be we she should really have a platform because she's entertaining. Uh she should not have a platform. It would be great if we could Her platform sucks. Um her actual platform is like, let's just ban homeless people. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I, I seem to remember hearing something to that effect. So yeah, suffice to say, like, you know <laughs> Like that's she, how that's about as good as her good as her platform gets the way our our country works like she is entitled to that platform she can say what she wants she could run for office and all this shit oh yeah i I hate it and that means that i can't stop it but like my um, my rights protect me from saying that it if i had superpowers it was like conqueror of earth i would stop it i would be like your policy is wrong and bad and dangerous and i'm stopping this uh that's not the world we live in but suffice to say when i get my powers i will just be like no homeless people 
they are they're literally people. We have to protect them. They are people. I just love that. Like that's her one like campaign issue. Yeah, she's got even... like two main ones. It's the we're banning homeless people and we're filling the border. That's about it. <laughs> the wall. Oh yeah, she's gonna. You declare... can't do. It. We have native land here. You can't fill it. <laughs> like like she's it's like she's gonna declare a, a declaration of invasion. Like yeah. her first. Yeah. Like and, and, and that's... Oh, it, it certainly won't be an inv- like it wouldn't she would not go for invasion she would just be like why did we give this to those people in the first place it was ours and it's always been ours and that was super chill of us but that was a long time ago so we're just gonna take it back <laughs> Yo, yeah 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 oh, oh Carrie Carrie Lake will definitely think that the native lands were originally owned by the whites and should be repopulated. yeah that could get pretty interesting oh, actually oh god she's dumber than i mean it certainly sounds like the most nationalistic thing i could imagine at the moment it's just some white some some white person in the united states being like you know what all this native land it's ours after all we fa- it's it's always been ours and that is kind of like what they're running on is like like the mccain party's dead here um like the mccain legacy's dead here now it's like the american first nationalist maga party so yeah, that, that does kind of make that makes sense. That that tracks that America has always been a white man's nation, and that's just the way it is. Are are they gonna go like? Are we gonna go through the full cycle of America? Are like like are like two years into Carrie Lake's administration as governor? There, you're gonna you're gonna dr- you're gonna drive past a Starbucks and see and see a no Irish need apply sign in the window. They're just like, man, taking America back to the old school founding stock. We're doing it all. Yeah, Mike, yeah. She even wants to implement that. Like, like Trump 1776 school curriculum here. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. No? Yeah, there was like a counter to the 1619 project and it was like a Trump kind of 1776 school curriculum program. Oh and, god, um, that sounds so good. She, that's what she said she wants to implement into our schools here. So... Yeah, yeah, it teaches it teaches the truth, which is that hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. shortly after God created Earth, Christian God created Earth, mm-hmm. uh, some incredible white men traveled the dangerous ocean and discovered America, the, what would become the greatest country ever. And they touched down there, and they were just like, "We found this place, uh, isn't that incredible?" And then to the millions of people that were already there, they said, "Hey, isn't it super cool that we found this place and it's ours?" And all those people were like, yes, it is super cool. We will conflict-free allow you, the white man, to claim our land. And you will graciously allow us to live on a tiny sliver of it still. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, in the white man's infinite generosity, he allowed the black person in bondage, which they obviously were totally cool with, to do all the hard work for the first hundred or so years of America's existence. And then, and then after that toil, we generously granted them their freedom as second-class citizens for a long period of time, and kind of still even now. So, yeah, hashtag All Lives Matter. Just all, all of that. It's America. A, it's, a pr- it's a proud Caucasian tradition that lives on to this day in the form of rich white people doing the same thing to migrant workers. They're just like, <laughs> how how little can I pay you? And is there an illegal way for me to find someone like you that I could pay even less? <laughs> yes. Fuck all yep. of those people. <laughs> yep. Damn right. Anyway, uh, speaking of people that we should be saying, fuck you, you're bad. Uh, let's let's seamlessly segue away from this uh, horrible nonsense uh, to who, our friend Dr. Oz. Pr- proud Pennsylvania resident always has been Dr. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there is nothing better than the Dr. Oz campaign for the fact that at this point, he could probably lose the election to like a sack full of mice. I mean, he... It, this, it is incredible that that of all these unbelievably bad candidates the Republicans have between Kerry Lake, who is just a QAnon, is a QAnon speak and spell. You just like pull the string and she says whatever they want her to say. Or Herschel Walker, who obviously is battling various uh, mental health slash brain injury problems that somehow in a field of all these people, Dr. Oz tops them all as being the most grossly incompetent buffoon to be running for statewide office. Um, uh, Recently, one of his ads resurfaced where he went to a supermarket whining about the price of vegetables in the most like ridiculous, like I'm an ultra elite person, broccoli, eight dollars. Oh my stars. Just traipsing about the the vegetable counter, lamenting the high prices and how uh and using fe- the word crudite. Now it like a little peeky poo behind the curtain as as we do on this show, and it's episode one hundred, so of course we're gonna do it this time. Uh prior to recording, uh like Mike was pronouncing that word incorrectly, which is not a dunk on him, because why would most people know what the word crudite is. If you've seen that in print, like, I don't expect most people to know what that is. That's, like, such a fancy way to just say, like, vegetables and shit. Like, you know, the you know the vegetables and shit that you eat at a party. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, technically that's called crudite. In the same way that this segment of our podcast is technically called the amuse-bouche. Right. <laughs> it's like, we do it, we're doing it as a bit, but he was using the word crudite, like, it's just, like, extra normal. It's not right. like extra abnormal, but I wouldn't expect like the common man to be out there just being like, yep, yeah, uh, I gotta stop at the grocery store today. I gotta pick up some crudite, you know, bring it home. Bring a little yeah. crudite for the wife. You know how it is. Yeah, I didn't know what it was either. I was, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was either. Right. Just it's a word idea. I've never heard right. The idea that like you you think the common person, you think Joe Sixpack is worried about their crudite prices. Like, you, like, how did Doctor Oz's idiot staff like this? Because this 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 thing was filmed like months ago. How did his idiot staff like go over that script as they were driving to the supermarket, see the gas station where gas was at like four forty a four forty a gallon, and didn't think, hey guys, uh, why don't we just stop at this gas station and have Doctor Oz like do sad face emojis while filling his car with gasoline and be like, oh man. Fetterman's with Biden and Biden's causing all these high gas prices. If only we could elect a senator who would fight Joe Biden and keep gas cheap. If only we could do that. That's even more work than them just filming the same video. But instead of him just being like, yeah, had to pick up some crudite for the wife. He just says vegetables. Like, hey, I just showed up here to buy vegetables for my wife and look at the price of these vegetables. Isn't that buck wild? Like... (laughs) crudite is a choice he has to be speaking to somebody specifically like maybe because of cable network cooking shows and stuff like that your like typical 40 plus year old caucasian doesn't know what a crudite is uh but i i still doubt that especially in the area where he like is it like is that like the rust belt or whatever it's like rust belt adjacent like hey rust hey rust belt voter you know don't you hate how expensive crudites become (laughs) 
Hey, native Philadelphian. Hey, how's your crudite budget been doing under Joe Biden? Isn't that the thing you and the family are huddled around looking over your bills and being like, And let's not speak about meat-based hors d'oeuvres. Am I right, fellows? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Speak nothing of tartare. It's so expensive. I still purchase it. It just means I'll pay my staff less. (laughs) And I I, I believe he also got the name of the, of the, of the super, the supermarket wrong. Cause he basically made some sort of like weird amalgamation of like Regner's and Wegman's. And he called it like neither. He got halfway on both of them. So that's a sin over there. Right. I mean, so like (laughs) he, yeah, he just literally, cannot stop like just slamming his hand in car doors over and over again. And what makes this so wild is that Fetterman for like his incredible Twitter game and all this stuff. Fetterman is a giant dude who's like six foot four or six foot five is very overweight. And the dude had (laughs) a stroke. And everyone loves Fetterman, but the dude had a stroke. He literally just started campaigning like in person, like a week or two ago, like, I should have the easiest like ability to attack this guy. Be like, yo, this guy's out of shape. He had a stroke. He's probably not fit for office. Vote for the guy who isn't going to die a couple weeks in. Vote me. But somehow, instead of like like laser focusing on like the actual issue that's been around literally since Fetterman won the primary, Oz is like, you know what I'm actually going to do? Just step on rakes. Just step on rake after rake after rake. I'm just going to turn myself into the biggest clown imaginable. And it's really heartwarming because, I mean, Pennsylvania is, is a mostly blue state, but Trump did manage to win it in 2016. There, there is a possibility. Uh, this, this seat that is currently being fought for between Oz and Fetterman is held by a Republican. So, like, this is a seat that, like, the Republicans really kind of need. And the fact that they nominated this rodeo clown and he is losing so badly, it's it's incredible. It's really incredible that this is all they had. They had a carpet-bagging uh, TV celebrity from New Jersey going to Pennsylvania to run for office. They had nobody else. They literally had nobody else to nominate. And they're Well, it candidate- probably didn't seem like a stupid play for them. The king that they elected was some nonsensical TV idiot, no political experience, <laughs> just some jerk-off. And they gave him the push, and he fucking he became their new Jesus Christ Messiah. Like, so... <laughs> Maybe they were just like, hey, you know, it, 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 it doesn't seem like that bold of a gambit. People like Dr. Oz, and he's willing to say Republican shit for us. Right. Yeah. It, they've literally, uh, like, they've literally gamified elections. Like, back in the back in the day, you worked your way through politics, but the point was build name recognition, build name recognition in politics, then say the magic lines and run for higher offices. Now, we're just giving up on that first part entirely. And it's just a become a celebrity of some stature B run for office and say the magic words. That's it. That's why we have Herschel Walker and Carrie Lake and Dr. Oz. It really seems like Republicans wouldn't want that fucking problem though. Like, I mean, at some point, if it's, if that just becomes obviously the winning strategy, you just put up somebody that people like, like what happens when 
when liberals start dipping into their well of celebrities and they're just like, okay, it's not a joke anymore. We're actually pushing Dwayne The Rock Johnson as president of the United States of America. Let's fucking go. Everybody loves Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's going to win in a landslide. Like, that's, is that really what we want? Yeah, yeah. Do conservatives really want to play the celebrity for office game? Because Democrats definitely we'll get Mr. Have... Beast. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Beast is president. <laughs> uh, like I'm not, I'm not even joking about this. But every so often, when Taylor Swift like gets all like on, on her high horse about like, hey, you guys need to vote and do all this kind of stuff, I'm like, yo, Taylor, run for senator in Tennessee. No other Democrat can possibly win in Tennessee, but you could do it. We could have Senator Swift from Tennessee and. What would the Republicans do about that shit? Nothing. <laughs> they do fucking yeah, nothing. What, what's going to be their counter celebrity? Right. <laughs> you, you, like you would, for, you would sort of force them their hand to actually try to put up some like actual politician against you, and hopefully <laughs> that means they would have to get somebody who wasn't just like a QAnon signpost, and, and actually, <laughs> and you know, actually had like it was just like, oh, okay, they, they played their celebrity card, so now we have to counter with like actual politics and not just getting up on a stage and just being like you know what i don't like people of color and everything like, yay we also are not fa- fans of them in this rural ass country uh, yes. so dumb yeah I, I i'm here i remember like in uh i think it was michigan kid rock was like kicking the tires on like running for senate in michigan or something and then he was like yeah i ain't gonna do it i'm kidding and it's like of course you are because you might be a celebrity but you're still kid rock you ain't you ain't winning you ain't doing it i mean jesus christ dude Ugh. and it seems like it would have to be a lot more work than just continuing his pivot well, I guess I guess he's been country for a while now, but I just love the idea that he just like went country and it went successful, and now he just gets to be rich in perpetuity. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Hootie's politics are. Maybe that's Tennessee. That's the Tennessee election: Hootie versus Taylor Swift for the uh, for the Senate. That'd be great. You know, what? if the Republicans really wanted to field a celebrity, they would they would get somebody to teach Kid Rock ventriloquism. If you could get a if if you could combine the power of Kid Rock with the power of a lightly racist, heavily conservative ventriloquist act, then Lord of Mercy, you would have yourself a candidate right there. You would be a titan. You'd be an absolute god. Yes. What a unit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do we want to do we want to move on to our actual headlines for the week? Because Lord knows it hasn't been a, uh, it hasn't been not a busy week. No, not at all. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Uh, so for reasons that are completely lost to me uh, as, a, as a regular human being, uh, we, have a, we have sort of a wild one uh, to lead with this week uh, relative to the stuff we normally talk about on the show. But who, wants to, who wants to start us off this week with our first headline? No. The floor is yours, Haley, because you can say her name right. I can't, remember? <laughs> um. Yeah, so the only reason I'm starting is because I can say the name. <laughs> oh, I can I can pronounce the name uh, as well. I, I, just, I just thought that you had more insight into this than I did. Oh, well, it's the Anne Hache crash. Hache is the yeah. pronunciation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, 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 I forget what Mike was going with earlier, but it was... Yeah. Hecky? Hecky! So, possibly. I've met in black. I've heard a lot of myself. pronunciations, but my mom is like hella in the Hollywood, so I, it's Anne Hache. Yeah. Was uh was she a big hay shed? Or I guess still is a big hay shed? No, because I don't really know what she was in. Um I think that's a bit outside of my age. 
Those yeah. those those fans used to call themselves Haitians, but then yeah. they had to change that because they got uh, you know very much uh, yelled at on Twitter. <laughs> That's a stupid joke. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> or, or, or they could be Hessians, which are also not great. Yes, Hessians or Haitians, you got you got to get away from the ends. All the ends <laughs> taken. Not good. All of the above, not good. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, Anne died in, she died as a result of injuries sustained in a car accident where she was driving under the influence and of something, right? Hey, we, we haven't heard specifically what it was yet because they just stopped investigating when she died. They were like, <laughs> the perpetrator of this crime is dead. Investigation over. <laughs> I don't, it, well, I assume we're going to get toxicology reports at some point, but who knows? But, uh, like, I know the, they did a draw, but the last, the last I heard of it, they were just like, yeah, she was under the influence of something, but she's dead now. So invest, we're, we're not really investigating this anymore. Yeah. I kind of looked into her a little bit. It sounds like she had an awful life, so, but yeah. And yeah, died of under the influence in the end. Yeah. Um, so the conspiracies yeah. are kind of, because you guys mentioned the one obviously that's been popular about the sex trafficking but i also yes. saw some that were like claiming that she she was like awake she was actually awake when they wheeled her away did you see that one yes and it's true because there's video of it uh, yeah and, and 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 as i saw someone pointing out that like she was probably pumped full of adrenaline and she was probably on uh narcotics so, and she was communicative with the uh, people that were helping her out of the car when she was on the stretcher. Because yeah, it was a brain injury. So sometimes yes. it was take a minute yeah, to kind of exactly. knock right. you out. Yeah she, yeah, she had a brain injury. She had massive burns to her body. She had all these problems. Like the, the, she had all these injuries from the accident that eventually like, claimed her life. But QAnon and the conspiracy theorists saw that she was like moving, that she was reacting, and they were like, oh, she survived the crash and she was totally going to make it. So then they stuffed her in the ambulance and they killed her. Yeah. And like, that's the, like, that's the idea. And I actually saw someone comparing it to Princess Diane, where they were like, she survived the crash and then they stuffed her out afterwards because she was going to tell the truth about what was going on. Well, okay, and- that's all well and good. But for me and the people at home, especially the people like who might be listening internationally that might not even really know who the fuck Anne Heche is, why would QAnon have conspiracy theory about this person at all? Like, what, what, what is her relevance to the QAnon story? Uh, well, her relevance is that she is a celebrity. She appeared in a bunch of movies. She uh, dated Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she was with Ellen for a while, which Ellen's one of their big bugaboo enemies. And um, on top of all of that, she was, I mean, her her star had faded considerably from Hollywood in big She kind of got blacklisted for being with Ellen because it wasn't cool to be gay then. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But um, her current thing that she was doing was she was going to be in a lifetime movie about her daughter being kidnapped and like brought into a sex trafficking ring, which of course, like all the red alert buttons start flashing for QAnon when they hear that shit. And so uh, Liz Crokin, another one of our uh, favorites um, from out of shadows, uh, she uh, decided to be like, and hench was, and Hesh was doing a, uh, movie about sex trafficking and exposing all the evil secrets of the deep state and the Hollywood. And that's why they had to kill her. And it's like, 
uh, it was a lifetime movie. Nobody was going to watch it, and the movie is still being released. It wasn't even like it, it wasn't even like she put money into the film, and it was going to be about pedophilia in Hollywood and naming names. And then one day, and then they were like, they they killed her to stop the funding and get the movies cut, stopped. None of that is what happened. She was doing a dumb lifetime movie. Sex trafficking was part of the plot. She died tragically. The movie is still getting aired. And now, thanks to her death, I bet a ton more people are going to watch this movie. They're going to bake it. (laughs) Right. They're going to bake the shit out of this movie. So if the cabal was trying to keep this movie under wraps so no one would notice it, by killing her in an incredibly high-profile way, they've only amplified the movie's like audience. They've only increased its. Yeah, market. I know that when when I want to stealth murder a celebrity or other person of high standing, the way I do it is by like hacking into their car or like cutting their brake lines or something, so they have a fiery, long, like long-lasting car crash into a residential home. It's just like yes. you know, the, you know the best way to keep this one under wraps is we'll put her in the car, we'll hack the car, we'll drive it into a residential home, we'll have her trapped in it for an hour, and then people will show up, and by then, surely no camera crews will showed up <laughs> <laughs> that will catch her being taken from the car, still responsive and reacting. So then we have to kill her in the ambulance or the hospital. So there'll be it'll totally get swept under the rug at that point. We in no in no way could we the deep state who literally control everything and we know that she has a horrible a horrible problem with addictions. There's no way we could spike her addiction with something and just have her overdose. Impossible. No. And all of this to prevent us from seeing a dog took my face and gave me a better face to change the world. The lifetime original movie. <laughs> Yes. So 30 Rock reference there for my, my fans <laughs> out, out, in, out in the world. 30 Rock heads. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, yeah, incredibly tragic story and uh, disappointing but not surprising that QAnon has decided to get involved. They're just like, yeah, this woman with mental health and addiction issues like destroyed her, someone's home. And killed herself accidentally in a fiery car accident. And this is why us, the QAnon community, have something to say about that. It was something about child trafficking. (laughs) They did the same thing for uh, Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell's deaths. Like, every... Every celebrity who dies tragically was this close to exposing the Illuminati. And then the Illuminati... But, I mean, at least those guys, it's like, you know, that could... In original, so like in original QAnon mythos, that seems more in play with how like a wet works cabal assassination would go, right? Like right. somebody wouldn't see Chester for three days and then he'd go to his condo or whatever and he would be dead from an overdose. And they'd just be like, oh, well, tragedy, like tragedy and you know, mental health issues and uh, like all that stuff. That that sounds like an assassination to me, but like the Ed Hayes thing, like why is the cabal so bad at their job all of a sudden like before they were so they were so precise with it like but when it comes to like something like the diana thing and at least at the diana instance like fucking royalty like that could probably go south she could have like an elite bodyguard squad with her or whatever that makes that attempt go south but anne hache she's like she was like a d-lister at this point like nobody really cared about anne hache's career anymore they're, they're, they're the silliest dum dums that ever dum dum. But I mean, th- th- these are the same people that think like Pat Oswald is like some sort of like 
like you know fucking satanic pedophile global elite or whatever and it's just like he's Patton oswald man he's like he's the voice of the deeps gills in the boys like he's what are you talking about he uh, i don't think he's on princess diana tier like and probably never will be <laughs> and i and i love that like literally q called out Patton oswald directly as a pedophile that was one of the few celebrity beefs q had and yet they couldn't arrest him like Patton Oswald was like so big in the QAnon world. It's like, well, we can't arrest Hillary because a civil war will break out. It's like, what about Patton Oswald? Same thing. We arrest Patton Oswald for pedophilia, civil war. It's like, didn't we arrest <laughs> like Bill Cosby for being a sex monster? And he's like 20 times bigger than Patton Oswald and no one cared. Well, not a lot of people know this, Mike, but his full name is Patton Oswald hyphen Rothschild. So that really, oh, right. <laughs> I mean, the, the waters get really murky. Like you don't, you don't know who Patton Oswald knows. For sure. Like he, yeah. he he could get the Clintons to assassinate you immediately. Oh dear God. Okay. You watch the, next- you, 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 the next time you're behind the wheel, you just you just better watch out. I mean you, we we know we know how they operate now. You're just gonna <laughs> you're just gonna fly directly into like a fashion barn and uh, that's gonna be the end of you, maybe. Yes. <laughs> or maybe it won't. And they'll have to finish the job when they take you to Earth. They'll be like, quick, clear out the emergency room. We have a high profile person coming in. And then they just smother you with a pillow. It's like, why did you just do the pillow thing to start with? <laughs> we, we, we enjoy the theater of the car explosion. It's part of our demonic ritual. It's like, where in the Bible are there car explosions? Ah, just, it's, in, it's in the Revelation somewhere. Just, just roll with it. Just work with hey, it. Hey, man, this is the way Paimon wants it. And what Paimon <laughs> wants, Paimon gets. I'm not going to say what that's a reference to. If you know, you know. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> moving on. Uh, so th- that's our lightest, fluffiest shit to talk about the week, mostly because it has nothing to do with actual politics. Uh, so now, now for a refreshing change of pace, let's talk about actual politics. Uh, so th- this is one of those things that like uh, Mike referenced in our off off air communications a few times and I managed to avoid asking him what the fuck he was talking about uh because I knew I was going to want to do it on the show. So Mike, uh you've been talking about the pit now for a few days. What the fuck is the pit? I know the pit as DLC content for the Fallout series of video games. Oh my god, same. <laughs> so you know, okay, cool. So I wasn't the only person when Mike was just like, oh dude, this pit is getting crazy. I was just like the pit. Oh shit. Did I was like, like the pit with flames. Yeah, the, the pit. I was like, I was, I was the same way I, I talk about a humid mule. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, oh shit. I, I didn't know that Mike was playing Fallout 76. What's good with the pit? Uh, so Mike, what were you actually talking about? Uh, what I was actually talking about was uh, True the Vote, uh, who we've covered extensively in our 2000 Mules uh, bonus content. Mules oh, I'm already bored. Yep. <laughs> I know. So same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I promise you this gets spicy at the end and it's hilarious, <laughs> but uh, they basically held their version of the Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium where they were going to blow the lid off the deep state with the shocking information and all the details. And they had been building this up basically after the release of 2000 Mules that they were going to release all their data, all their information. And they called that like hashtag ripcord. And they were going to pull the hashtag ripcord at hashtag the pit. And so they got all these QAnon promoters and all these dum-dums. 
and they made them all feel like royalty and they flew them in to Arizona. And uh, Haley said that she actually didn't even know it, but she drove by the hotel where the pit was being held. I was just grabbing and- some lunch. I was just grabbing, <laughs> just grabbing some lunch. And I saw the, because it's called the Valley Ho Hotel. And I don't, I just made a comment, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then so, later I found out that they were getting into some shit in there. Yes, that, that, that's the payoff to all this fun stuff. So, um, so it opens and like originally they had talked about how like the, the pit was going to be so secretive. They could only give this top secret ultra classified information to like the elect, the chosen few of QAnon and other grifters to hear uh, the words of Moroni as he explained what the gold plates actually <laughs> said. And then they were like, you know what? This is so explosive. We're going to live stream it. And then they live streamed like the first two hours. And it was literally Greg just boring them to tears. L falling asleep in the background, talking about some fucking open source data thing that was total trash. And people have already looked into it. And it's absolute nothing. They have no data, no information on it. It's horse shit. And basically, and and Greg was like, we're going to use this interface to strategically influence the paradigm. It was every fucking PowerPoint meeting any nine to five corporate drone has ever seen. And all the people watching on the live stream were fucking furious. And they were just like, what the shit is this? We were supposed to get like the fucking details that were decertified the election. We were supposed to get the mules, the nonprofits. We were supposed to get all the, we're getting nothing. What the fuck? Now, what True the Vote had did that was so smart. Yes, well, we got our dumb little link to open dot ink or whatever it was called. But what they did that was so smart was they had roped all these QAnon promoters into coming to this sack of shit. So after the first two hours are done and everyone's out eating lunch, they're all checking their truths because they can't be on Twitter and they're getting fucking crushed for how much this thing sucks. So True to Vote doesn't even have to defend themselves. They have the QAnon people defending them for them. They're like, hey, guys, we're going to the secret meeting in a little while. We'll be back. Don't, don't be so hasty to judge, bro. Let's wait for the secret meeting. So they go to the secret meeting. And guess what the secret meeting is? No information, no uh, mules, no cell phone data, nothing. All the secret meeting was was uh, the new dominion. It was literally like, you remember 2000 Mules? Remember what we were telling you about? Fuck all of that. We're changing our story again. Do you remember Dominion? Well, now we got this company called Kinech. Uh, K-O-N-N-E-C-H. Kinech, I believe. I have no idea how to say it. Uh, I, I'm, I was in Hashi earlier today, so don't trust me on any of this. But they were like, yeah, this company that's very small. Their like, uh, Twitter account has like 70 follows, maybe. This company no one's ever heard of that has like 50 or 60 employees in Michigan is is a nothing company. They actually stole the election from Donald Trump. They are the bad guys. And the reason why they came up with this horse shit is because the founder of the company is an immigrant from China. That's literally it. Just outright aggressive xenophobia. And all the QAnon morons were like, oh, we have a new wild, we have a new wild goose to chase. Ooh, we're going after it. And Anyone who wants to be like, guys, guys, where was the, the mule data? Where was the nonprofits? Where was any of it? Can't talk now. Got a new dominion to get ourselves hit with a billion dollar lawsuit against. Woo! Going after some company for no reason. So, like, literally the dumbest people chasing their own tails in the saddest way imaginable. That was the actual meat and potatoes of this whole event. Just smokescreen, deflection, 
Remember our story about 2,000 mules? Scratch that. We never said a fucking word about mules. We were talking about voting machines the whole time. Just all of it. Just absolute clown shit. Like the dumbest, most hilarious shit imaginable. All of these stories end with nothing. Because QAnon always has nothing. It's just like so disappointing. No matter how exciting it is up front, uh, the payoff is always incredibly mediocre. Now, uh, so sometimes the, the, the meat in the middle is really exciting. Like the early Q drops were, were like pretty dumb. Uh, and uh, boy, howdy, everything in Fall of the Cabal is absolutely bananas. Uh, but most of the time, it's just like, and then these dumb dumbs said they were going to do a thing, and then they didn't do it. <laughs> we're at the yeah. point of just like fake data. It's just like four hours of fake data. It's so boring. It's yeah, so boring. All these are so boring. Yeah. Carrie Lake and everybody was there though, even though it was um it was a private event for like 150 like QAnon people. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Lake I'm, was there. I would uh, love to have been at that secret meeting of like QAnon influencer spin control. Yeah, they're just like, oh, beans. The fact that we have nothing is really turning on us this time. How do we how do we spin control this? Like, quick, everybody just get get on the internet and find a company that we can scapegoat. And so it's just like, well, this company was sort of involved in Dominion and it's owned by a Chinese immigrant. They're just like, boom, nailed it. Bob, you 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 really you really saved our bacon this time. Mike, did you actually see the like the the big con- like? The, the, yes. the, char- the board of like oh no I didn't, I didn't i didn't see the board i thought you were talking about the confrontation with the cops afterwards no they have like oh. a big board that's like all the, the 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 groups that are connected to china oh god um yeah. they had like a big board at it um and it was like uh all just local groups because one of them was a, a a very local group here like it's a small group um and it was like <laughs> All these groups are connected to China and it was like all these get out to vote organizations that are like for different minority groups. So it was like all these groups are connected to China. It was just like super kind of racist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Arizona Arizona Latinos vote. Yeah. They're connected to China. Uh, There was like Asian Americans vote. There was like black Americans vote. It was all that. And it was like, these are all, these are all the people funneling information to China. And then the most sinister group of them all, black Asian American votes. Yep. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, what a, what a, what a Asian Pacific Islander. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for uh, Tibetan freedom voters vote connected to China. Yeah. There's some pretty specific ones on the list. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, the, the, the independent Taiwan Association, yes. you know, you know what? Secretly in in the back pocket of China, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this dumb event happens, and they do it, and then uh, I don't know if it happened like right after they finished like slandering this this company no one's ever heard of, <laughs> but uh, old uh, true the vote, old Greggy Poo gets a knock on the door. And yeah. it's the um, it's the hotel, and they're like, "Yo, uh, this is our hotel. Why do you have armed security at your dumb little convention?" He was armed, and, Gre- and Greg himself was packing. Yeah. Sweet. So Greg, so Greg's packing, and he has security at the convention that are also packing. And then the hotel's like, uh, "We don't want guns on the property." And Greg's like, "I'm a dumb moron. Second Amendment." Urgh. And then the hotel's like, we're asking you to leave. And Greg's like, I will not leave. And they get so hot and bothered over this shit that Greg literally tells the hotel he will not leave until the cops are called. 
So the cops get called and the cops show up and they tell them, Greg, guess what? It's private property. If they don't want firearms on the property, get the fuck off the property. So Greg and these idiots have this huge stink. And then eventually they get thrown off the property by the hotel via police escort. The police actually have to walk them off the property because they're such goddamn piss babies about their stupid guns. And this whole thing then led to one of the uh, QAnon promoters uh, pissing and moaning about this and being like, Greg, like, fucking had to be a baby about this stuff and these dumb things with the guns and this convention got ruined and we didn't learn anything and I'm very upset about all of this and it's bad. My favorite and, part was when he's like, and people who wanted to bring drugs, they couldn't bring their drugs because the cops were around. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. People, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, Greg was, was like, why are you bringing drugs? <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy who uh, goes by the name Archive Anon, after pissing and moaning about this, was uh, roundly destroyed by the rest of QAnon because you don't go at Griff Daddy and the moment, and right now, Griff Daddy is Greg Phil is Greg Phillips and True the Vote. They're they're the new heroes of the story. And uh, Archive Anon was accused of being a cross dresser. He was accused of all kinds of uh, just weird behavior and being a nut. And then Archive Anon went on uh, Telegram and talked about how he's a virgin and doesn't have sex out of marriage, and that he's this total square. And why does he have to deal with all these perverts and weirdos that are trying to like ruin everything and make the world a bad place? And then everybody else said that he isn't a virgin by choice and he's an incel and a loser. So it was real ugly. It was real dark. But apparently uh, Greg gave him a phone call and they kissed and made up. Uh, But it was very chaste. uh, So, but yeah, that was a a great payoff to the whole story was that they got, they got kicked out by the cops. Then someone had a big sad and then that led to hot grifter on grifter infighting. And then they all had to make up afterwards. That's a so, classic uh, Arizona problem, you know. You you're allowed to bring guns anywhere here, but you, you, a private a private building can say no, and and, and people will get heated. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, like in, in my experience working retail and food service has taught me anything. It's that when people are wiling out, they completely lose the concept of what private property is. Like yeah. they're just like, but I want to spend money here, and it's just like, yeah. But as somebody who represents the place that you're at, I'm telling you that your privileges to be here have been revoked effective immediately. Now this is private property, and you're trespassing, and it's it's just that simple. It happens so fast. I understand that it's confusing, but you've escalated to the situation where I flipped that switch, and you went from being here legally to being here illegally. It's so weird. Now please fucking leave, or I'm gonna call the cops, and they're gonna they'll tell you the same thing. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean this might be shocking to you, but when people lose a lot of money in a casino, they get really angry about it, and then you tell them those magic words that like, "Hey, uh, you can leave right now, or we can have you legally removed because uh, you're no longer welcome here." That's how this works. Yes. Oh my god. Exactly. I forgot. The best part of that video is when Greg's like getting kicked out and uh one of the ladies that's filming like off camera that's clearly with the group is like like you guys done fucked up and then she's like we know people in arizona like yelling at the cops that made me laugh so hard we're gonna go to we're gonna go to carrie in arizona we're gonna go to carrie lake and when she's governor (laughs) she's gonna have your job (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Actually, okay. Rep Mark, Representative Mark Fincham was like trying to like get people to boycott the hotel. He was like trying to do hashtag boycott Valley Ho. And oh, I had like God. three people catch on because it's, and it's like, that's a fancy Scottsdale hotel. Nobody's boycotting that. <laughs> here's, a, here's a secret easter egg for for the listeners if you if you watch that footage and you turn the volume way up in the in the background you can faintly hear somebody saying get him robot cop yeah <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, don't forget to back the blue, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. always. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag defund the FBI. Oh yeah, the back the blue. Yeah. Crew. Hashtag back the blue. Hashtag defund the FBI. Hashtag. Robot One of our cop. sheriffs was actually in there with them. Like <laughs> Sheriff Mark Lamb was part of the uh, the presentation. And then when the, when, the, when, the, when the other people showed up, he just like pulled out like a hat and like just, pulled like, a badge out from under his shirt. And he was just like, yeah, I was here to arrest them the whole time. <laughs> I was deep undercover. Yeah. It turns out they got nothing. I wasted a lot of taxpayer time and money. Yeah. That's all Arizona does. Hashtag cyber ninjas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, they, I know, they this isn't they even the first time. Waste taxpayer money. <laughs> this yeah. isn't even the first time True the Vote has held shit here. They've held like an official hearing here. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember, and and, and then they got mad because Arizona didn't decertify the election after their brilliant presentations. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, okay, well, uh, you know, we, no, that's fine. We 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 love talking about the the flaming pit that is uh, Arizona. Uh, get it? I called it a pit, like the pit, the, the pit. pit, the pit. Uh, <laughs> but, and, 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 but the pit we were talking about is not deserved of that cool inflection because, again, as we suspected, it was nothing. It was pretty uh, you know, it's <laughs> not nothing. All of the shit surrounding former President Donald Trump uh, confirmed not nothing. Lots of movement here this week, unsurprisingly. Turns out when the the feds raided his uh, residence and came away with a bunch of classified documents, uh, the story didn't just end there. They weren't just like, and and then we we gave him a stern talking to, and that was the end of it. Uh, So, Mike, the story continues. How does it continue? Uh, the story continues because literally Trump and his defenders have used every excuse in the world, uh, beginning with the FBI was going to plant the documents to the president can literally point at documents and decree, I have declassified them. Oh, and- I hate to interrupt you, but it was even worse than that. They started to get into the heady territory of whether or not you can, by thought, 
declassify yes. documents. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thought to classify the ultimate declassification. There's like Donald Trump had standard orders that, you know, anything that he read became declassified immediately. It could just stored in perpetuity in his gigantic brain. Because <laughs> the president would often spend his time reading classified documents and then throwing them into the presidential fireplace immediately to dispose of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so they did all of these things, and uh, recently the newest uh, and boldest of defenses for uh, Trump's uh, criming was uh, the declaration that uh, he was told uh, that, hey, uh, yo, Donnie, you have to give these documents back because they're classified and they're government property. And Trump replied, the documents are mine, not theirs. Like, these are now my documents. So, like, literally, uh, Trump, like, it's one of these really funny things where Trump just keeps confessing to the crime over and over and over again. And I, it's just, it's just, it's just wild that, like, this is what this absolute, uh, like, I don't know, head injury level cretin is doing to himself. And he has... The lawyers he currently has are like beyond terrifyingly bad. I mean, it's uh, because he doesn't pay anybody, so that's probably why he and, can't actually get anyone. I to mean, join historically, him. his choice in uh, lawyer not incredible. I mean, he 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 had Rudy Giuliani in his employee for a while. Currently, Christina and- Bob is his attorney. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah she cut off her hu- and she cut off her husband's penis thirty years ago. Remember. <laughs> yes. So what a what a bold choice. You don't want the yeah. the one America news anchor as your attorney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh right I'm reading I'm reading the uh, I'm reading it now. The the former president's current legal team includes a Florida insurance lawyer who's never had a federal case. <laughs> a past general counsel a past general counsel for a parking garage company and a former host at OAN. So yes, that is that is the ragtag bunch of fucking heroes that are going to save She's the a president. Local. Yeah, they're going to save the president from the feds. <laughs> yeah. This is just one man's opinion, but every host I have seen on OAN looks like the main character if somebody decided to remake the movie Mannequin at a sex shop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, Christina it's Bob, that... a product of uh, ASU, Arizona State University. Good job, Arizona State. <laughs> go mascots. <laughs> go devils. There we go. Go devils. I mean, that is a pretty cool mascot. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's always disappointing yeah. when it's some sort of large cat. It's just oh. like, yeah, we're 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 home of the one and only tigers. Thank you very much. It's like yeah, I'm pretty sure that you are not the one and only tiger. <laughs> I will. I, I would need to see the receipts that your tiger mascot has defeated in Mortal Kombat every other one. Uh, yeah. Then and only then will I recognize you as the only tigers. Yeah, there was. Uh, I for, I forget who. I forget the other. I forget the teams. But there was a national uh, football title game that was played in recent memory where both teams were named the Tigers. And I actually used that joke with somebody, and they didn't get it. I looked at them and said, hey, do you think the Tigers are going to win? And they were like, I don't know. And then I just looked at them and then they looked at me and then they're like, oh, no, I'm an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, you're an idiot. So, yes. A, I don't know yes. sports. Yeah. I don't even get it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you weren't watching the sports ball game and have money on it, which this person did, which is what I'm saying. I'll which is I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to know. 
much about sports to be watching a game where the graphical <laughs> interface is telling you that it is Tigers versus Tigers. <laughs> and then have Mike turn to you and go, so do you suppose the Tigers are going to win this one? <laughs> I, I give you credit to be able to put that one together, independent of like knowledge Eric. of sports. It would be like a... Yeah, or like if you were playing some sort of role-playing game and you called up your spells menu and it was cast fire or fire, and then Mike turned to you and was just like, so you're just going to cast fire? <laughs> exactly. You can puzzle that one together. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, the, yeah, so Trump, uh, where Trump stands right now is, of course, nebulous because that situation is ongoing basically and uh right now the big hullabaloo is that the uh, the uh, the feds won't release the affidavit to explain what crimes they're actually investigating Trump for even though we've been able to suss out pretty much what they're going for and the uh Trump world is like hey give us the affidavit mostly cuz they think that will have information for the people who like told the government where they'd find these documents so they can begin witness tampering and intimidation which is why the government won't give him the affidavit and it's like what are you trying to hide it's like we're trying to hide the names of our witnesses so they don't yeah, have to go the in- identities of witnesses it turns out it's standard right. practice Right. We we don't want to have to put them in WITSEC until we absolutely need to, which is basically whenever we they, we get those names, and then Trump is like, Bob so-and-so has always been a low life that was always like coming at me the wrong way. And I don't know, maybe someone should do something about him. But I, but I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like uh. so yeah, uh, that fun is going on. And then we have... Uh, the as we were joking about it a minute ago, the the back the blue people now all hashtag defund the FBI and the FBI is like gone crazy. It's politicized. We need to tear it down. And it's like to it, including some people trying to do that physically yes. and failing, thankfully, and, yes. and, and, and being shot dead or whatever. But yeah. The, the, yeah, oh yeah, the, the idiot in Cincinnati who was literally posting on Truth Social about how he was going to try to kill FBI agents and literally posted in mid-attack on the FBI that he thought he could use a nail gun to break through bulletproof glass, but oops, guess that didn't work. Now I'm screwed. I love how his plan was to foil bulletproof glass with a nail gun. So like, like in his head, it's like the Matrix. He gets up and they're just like, hi, sir, how can we help you? And he's just like seamlessly nail gun the bulletproof glass hit it with a nail it shatters instantly and then i dramatically leap through it with my ar-15 and just start taking off feds heads before they can even react and it's just (laughs) like bro even if the nail gun broke the glass then you would have to run away from law enforcement because you're in their building and as soon as you produce the nail gun they're probably like what the fuck it's a weapon (laughs) Like, we should produce our weapons, <laughs> which are more effective than a nail gun. And it's and after you shatter the glass and try to get your long gun out of your trench coat to try to attack us with it, we can pull our handguns out and fire faster. We This isn't going to work, buddy. I'm, sure that, I'm sure that none of those FBI agents working in that building are trained and proficient with firearms. No, like, that's not a part of it, FBI training. It certainly doesn't seem like the sort of thing they'd want FBI agents to be good at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so our boy, uh, that dum-dum, and uh, then when uh, the other spicy meatball that came out was uh, there was a guy on our favorite uh, platform, Gab, that was, li- that was literally posing, I'm going to kill some FBI agents, they're fucking going down, I'm, g- I'm going to commit murders like you read about. 
And uh, Gab, the ultra free speech platform that's all about your freest speeches, uh, they sold that guy out immediately. They gave the feds his contact data. They gave him all their information. That guy got grabbed almost immediately and was charged with making terroristic threats. The Gab Nazis are very upset. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Torb's got a he got a stern talking to from Team Gab Nazi because uh, how dare how dare Torb's infringe on their free speech by uh, impugning this poor man who was just broadcasting that he wanted to kill some feds. I mean, come on. If yeah, that's and, free- and, uh, yeah, I mean, how do you suppose that conversation went down? <laughs> I suppose it probably went down as uh, the the government reaching out and just being like, hey, motherfucker. We're going to start looking at your stupid website unless you tell us who said this shit. And he was just like, allow me to present you with that information. I had already prepared it ahead of time for you. Please continue to not really look at our website. And they were like, fair enough. <laughs> and wandered yes. off. Yeah. We, we, oh, yeah. we will continue. Your classification for your dumb Nazi website will simply be, it will remain at the level of monitored. It will not go <laughs> above monitored. Yes. <laughs> Yep. We like your website because it's a honeypot. <laughs> Trust us, tw- 20% of your fucking users are feds, so don't worry. <laughs> but we're going to give up the ghost if uh, if you make me cough up this information. And they're just like, shut the fuck up. They're, he's literally talking about killing us. We want the information. <laughs> we don't care how you spend it. We don't care if you need to burn your fucking website to the ground. You're going to give us this information or we're going to come after you. And he was yep. just like, okay, here's the information. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm a coward. Here it is. I'm rolling yeah. over and showing you my belly immediately. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, so, uh, r- wrapping up our headlines in Trump world and all this nonsense is uh, the fact that while the uh, we have the Mar-a-Lago investigation going on, we have the 1-6 committee investigation going on, we have all this shit going on. Meanwhile, poor little Georgia is like, hey, hey, don't forget about us. And uh, they gave uh, Rudy Kaludi a, uh, a a message and said, he is now the target, one of the targets of their investigation into the phony elector scam in Georgia and the uh, the perfect phone call between uh, Trump and the Georgia Secretary of State where he's like, yo, buddy, amigo, compadre, find me 12,000 votes, por favor. I mean, as one does for a friend, just get me the votes to put me one vote ahead of Biden and no one will think that's sus. Just take care of that for me. So, yeah, even Rudes has now got himself in the crosshairs of law enforcement for the crime time. I love the idea that they have to send out, like, an like intent to come at you. Like, here's your foot. Like, it's like it's like getting slapped in the face with a white glove. It's like we're not we're not fighting right now, but we will be fighting in the future. Here's your notice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Do, 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 do you suppose uh, Rudy Giuliani started oozing immediately? Do you? <laughs> He's he like, he's like, I'm not nervous at all. He's just like got Icker just pouring down his face, like the like the alien overlord communicating with Zorg in Fifth Element. Boom reference, hundredth episode, nailed it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm imagining the uh, the Georgia prosecutors slapping Rudy with the white glove, and then as they recoil the white glove, it's just covered in slime. They're just like, oh my god, how could you be this gross? I have to burn my glove now. And Rudy's like, I'm not gross. Leave me alone. And he's just as, as as black slime is just like falling all over his neck and, and cheeks. It's just oh god. He's just he's devolving like Senator Kelly in the X Men movie from the year 2000. Boom reference. I don't know if so nailed it. 
There we go. But the, the, the hashtag is strong. It's like, a, the, yeah. this is what a hashtag looks like in real life. Isn't it fucking annoying? Stop hashtagging stuff. <laughs> uh, incredible. So, yeah, it, it, you, you love to see that at least uh, some knives are coming out for some of these clouds. Whether or not anything comes of it uh, is one thing. I mean, Rudy Giuliani doesn't seem like he's Teflon like Donald Trump. He seems like he can go to prison, which is cool. Yeah. Yes. Well, get him. He's irrelevant, yeah. but I still want to see him get got. Yes, one hundred percent. I want. I want. I basically want people to learn the lesson that, like, if you decide to uh, attach yourself to Donald Trump, you eventually end up either destitute or in prison. That's basically the. That's what I want people to learn is that, hey, like, Trump is what like christians think a deal with the devil is that's the actual deal of the devil it's like oh you'll be powerful and rich for a little while but you've sold your soul and it's like yeah that's that's being up that's being in bed with trump you like like hang out with trump and you get to be like no, no you have notoriety and fame and some level of success and then at some point someone's like hey you were within 20 feet of trump for uh, a period of time now you are being in you're being looked at for these crimes or these financial problems and then you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And, and you're screwed. Yeah. D- D- Donald Trump is Dorian Gray, but you're the painting. Boom. Reference on it. That's on Hill. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best one. I much appreciated that one. So, yes. The references will continue until morale improves. Uh, My actually, no, so to, high. To use this as, as a way to escape us from our log news segment and into our wonderful uh, weekly Q&A segment. Sounds like a plan. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Okay, so uh, Reverend Xenofact says, let's start a new grift, an anime-styled Q date sim game. What are typical Q folk would be your potential lovers? The gun nut, the baker, the other blonde white woman? Uh, they request about seven candidates for romance with a Q instead of an O in romance, but I, I we can go lower than that because seven seems excessive. So... Uh, I, I think like at some point you would need to, maybe it would be like the secret boss or whatever, but you would have to, uh, you would have to romance Q themselves at one point, but like, they would just be depicted as like shadowy silhouette. Uh, but the silhouette is still obviously Rod Watkins. So oh God. It's, it's either that or Arby's has a mascot and, uh, I'm not sure that the second one is true. So yeah, we <laughs> could, uh, we could have that. I mean, there's a, the, the, like the, uh, th- there's just so many to choose from. It's so easy to punch down at Q people because they all suck so bad. Um, the problem is that like, how many of them are their own separate thing? Because the gun nut and the racist are—they just seem like the same person. Do we just have to spin off each individual terrible trait into its own? Like, I want to date the um, you know, like the QAnon ladies that are like crystal ladies. Like oh crystal yeah, blue yeah. ladies. Yeah. Yeah, like Q-Age. yoga. They got yoga butt. Right, uh, pastel and on. Yeah, uh, that, that, yeah, yeah. Not moms though. Just, just cute. Just crystal, just crystal yeah. ladies who are in a yeah, the, the crystal ladies. Who are... Right, from don't, don't, every don't, Eastern don't, culture. Don't worry, uh, don't worry, moms. I, I'll, I'll pick up the slack there. Love a mom. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. same thing, but moms. Let's. Uh, I'm into it. Sounds great. Yeah. I, I would actually try to woo them in this game. <laughs> so oh, i think it'd be more like just like their appearances instead of like what like their hobbies are gonna overlap a lot because you can't help it like every uh q lady in this date sim game is going to have one of their profile poses 
is going to be them holding a gun in some inappropriate way, either a a teacup grip, or they're going to have like the no trigger discipline and pointing the gun in the wrong direction. But they're they're just going to be looking down the barrel of it like Albert Fudd. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, they're going to... But I think it's more like you're going to have like a Marjorie Taylor Greene, then you're going to have a Bobert, and then you're going to have like there is uh, a bunch of uh, female QAnon promoters on Truth Social, and this guy like photoshops them all into like dragging slaying outfits. They got like swords and armor, or they're like Marines with AR-15s. So, like they have this, they have their weird fetish cheesecake thing going on where they do all this stuff. And then all the female Kunan promoters are like, oh man, this guy did such a good job with my crazy model. Here I am as this like crazy mistress wielding magic thing. And it's like, isn't that all the stuff you think people think is bad? Don't you all think magic is real and can be obtained by worshiping Moloch and slaughtering children for their blood? Well, but it's like, when, they, when they're depicting it, it's not magic so much as it is the power of Christ. Oh right, yes. With it, with that with that person in the blue starry pointy hat and flowing robes is shooting that lightning at that hydra. That's Christ. <laughs> Christ is anything you need him to be. Yeah, yeah. It's the best part. It's the best part about the J man. Like he's uh, he's just got all the bases covered. He's he's all things for all people. Yes. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Clutch Zero says, if your podcast was a prestige TV show and you were writing the finale, what would you include? What characters or plot twists would appear? Uh, so like our actual lives or the the lives of us as like QAnon pundits. I would say it's like, it's basically like this podcast, how we write the season finale for like this, like the dumb stuff we're doing here and like what happens inside this world, I guess would be like my kind of thing, I would think. Well, so I feel like as appropriate for a show about QAnon, I feel like so so the whole way, like, you know, we've obviously just been like, yeah, Ron, Ron was obviously Q, like maybe it was somebody that like actually like, like, like created the football but at some point he grabbed it and ran it and then other worse people picked it up down the line and we're we're so smug and self-satisfied because we are because we're right uh but uh i i think that the the series finale would end on a cliffhanger where we're shocked to like like our computers get hacked as we're recording or whatever and some very clearly not rod walkin silhouette of a person is just like i'm actually secretly q and I, like I, you you had it wrong the whole time. Like all all of your efforts were for nothing. And we're like, no. Uh, but that's the end of the whole show. You never get a payoff because it's- <laughs> yeah, we 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 leave you on the cliffhanger. We do that terrible thing that shows that are having bad ratings, but might get renewed, but might not get renewed. Do and they just end on a cliffhanger, hoping if they get renewed, they get paid off. And if not, then people will just blame the uh, studio for canceling them so uh, it's carnival yeah. all over again boom reference yeah. 100th episode nailed it <laughs> hey uh my, uh my uh my version of that is a uh, terminator to sarah connor chronicles fuck you assholes for pulling that shit you pieces of shit and uh for for those of you who know why i watch that show you know that's my deep cut reference so boom there you go have I, mean, I guess it, it lives in perpetuity is the third best terminator thing unless we're counting the comics and books which i never read any of so yeah I, but of all the media i've consumed which is all the all the stuff committed to film uh yeah, yeah the, the, it's it's yeah. number three behind terminators two and what right exactly <laughs> Unfortunately, the drop-off afterwards is, like, precipitous. So. Oh, God! Direct off a cliff! Holy shit, yes. 
So yes, uh, unsatisfying cliffhanger. That's how we're ending this thing. I don't know that what. Oh, it's Sarge. Sarge is not there for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Sarge just Sarge misses it. <laughs> yeah, Sarge misses the series. That, like, like uh, that's that's that the after credits like 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 post credit scene that ends the whole series is it just cuts to like like Sarge on the side of the road like like fucking like looking down at his phone waiting for like AAA to show up. It's like fucking shit, I missed it. Like stupid car. <laughs> And then, and then on his phone goes, "You were wrong too, idiot." He's like, "What? What the fuck?" And then he just sees a bunch of text messages from us, and that's the end of it. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, Mikhail, aka Trump Queen, says, uh, "Anyone else feel like they relapsed on Trump news this past week?" I uh, I was out here on Twitter, Trump uh, hunting down my next bump of news to feed a habit. I thought I had it under control. I can't be the only one. Uh, discuss. I, I do feel like this is a kind of this is the kind of thing that's why our media loves him so much because he's just this, this dumb ball of corruption and gaffes and bullshit that um when you think about people who say, Oh, I'm a content creator, it's like Trump is the ultimate content creator because everyone knows about him. He's the dumb former president. He can't stop doing dumb, horrifying shit. He has a cult of personality around him that literally engulfs one whole political party in America. So we as America have a Trump addiction and it's, it's awful, but this is the, this is where we're at. And I totally, it, you're, you're not alone in any way, shape or form. Like so much of uh, mainstream media and politics is dedicated to, can the Republican party break itself from Trump and all of his crimes? And the answer every week is no, they can't. There's nothing the man could do when he made that comment about shooting someone on fifth Avenue and not losing any voters. He was right. And he will always be right. Like that guy had it coming to him. Trump was right to shoot him. I mean, it's just, it's just that it's, um, it's where we're going to be at until the man drops dead. And then QAnon won't believe he's dead. And they'll think he's hiding with JFK jr. In the shadows waiting to save the world in the future. Well, speak for yourself there, Chieftain, because I certainly do not have a Donald Trump addiction. If it weren't for the fact that I have to talk about the clown for this particular show, I could very easily ignore every headline about him because at this point, I just don't really care. The only thing I care about is Donald Trump in prison, hopefully forever. I want that headline. And then I will read that story and I would be like, that's great. Good for him. Finally getting behind (laughs) jail bars for eternity but yes uh yeah i'm certainly not addicted to trump news yeah. like i do have to like like for the most part i just get like i see the headlines because they're everywhere but i just like skim past them i almost never read an article yeah. I just can't be can't be fucking bothered to i could be spending that time on tiktok like looking at cat videos or whatever that is so how haley, i spend most of my yeah. commute these days sorry yes <laughs> so haley how much is your trump addiction like a pack a day half a pack where are you at <laughs> um I mean, I don't really care as much about Trump anymore because he's not around unless he's here, which he does come often. But I feel like I, I, I do follow heavily the like second tier of the Trump grift, which is all his minions in Arizona. Right. It's not so much. It's not Trump itself. It's Trumpism that you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, Like MAGA. Greater MAGA. Right. Right, ultra yeah, sure. movement. You know, you just don't care about the Rock. You care about the Rock's mini minions. Like it, it yes. it's like you, you, you just have to see what he says to kind of get what they're all gonna say, and then I kind of care more about what the second level has to say. If right, because Trump, Trump can't hurt you for another two years, whereas Carrie Lake or Blake, Blake Masters could fuck your shit up right now. Yeah, they so could they're... be the not. You know, they could win. 
Blake won't yes. win. He's doing awful. Hit, hit the the point difference is so bad. Like even our data guy was like, "There's not really good of a good chance." So, but there are good chances with some of them. So it's like you know you got that's who I kind of focus on. Yeah. What is the current? What's Lake's current standing? Like how far is she behind right now? I have no idea. I don't okay. know what the, the Lake Hobbs race is looking like. Because last I saw, she was down nine, which is not great. So uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that trend continues. Yeah, she's, uh, she's uh, just trying to like appeal to the the far right and like the QAnon people. Right. So it's like not really working no. so well so far. I, I, but I, the I, problem I, is, you know, sometimes name recognition just works here. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, that's the thing is I remember in 2016, all we lived with was like, when will Donald Trump pivot? When is our baby yeah. boy going to pivot? And he never did. And it's like, Jesus Christ, guys, fuck off. He's an idiot and a right winger. That's all he will ever be. Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, plus sized golf model says, did you think you would reach 100 episodes? And what's your favorite bit? Uh I, I mean, I just have this day off. Uh, I kind of just felt like this thing was just going to go forward due to inertia. So I never really like calculated a number of episodes we were going to do. So if it stopped or if it started was never really in my head the whole time. As for favorite bits, uh, God, I, <laughs> my brain is just mostly just anytime we just get lost in the weeds of L making references and shit. That's basically, I mean, get him robot cop is recent, but that made me laugh a lot when that happened. Just all that kind of stuff. I think the podcast, we've been a podcast bit, the Babylon five, five, the alien nation nation, like that kind of stuff. That was something I really enjoyed. Yeah. That, that, that was a, that was a great episode mostly b- because of that ongoing riff that went through it that was one of my favorites too the podcast without a podcasting it just yeah. it was so strong in that episode that i i haven't really wanted to dig it out of mothballs very often because <laughs> i just sort of want to what i have it live there and uh just reference it every once in a while for the people that have been sticking with us for a long time yeah uh but yeah i mean there, there have been some good i i really like put a raisin on it just because it was so <laughs> nonsensical at the time it just perfectly encapsulated like the, the the spirit of a dumb stupid catchphrase for merchandise that means absolutely nothing right <laughs> i've noticed that a significant amount of youtubers have something similar to that just like some random thing that's just become like a thing that they can put on merchandise and i'm like oh put a raise on on it is slightly more ridiculous than theirs but not by that much <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and uh our other favorite bit is sarge not being here so yes <laughs> Yeah, I'll we'll have to uh, save some of these good questions. Like, maybe we should save that question so Sarge can answer it. Like, <laughs> well, what, what, what's he, once he's got his stupid life shit resolved. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we love him. It's not his fault that he's not here, unfortunately. Right. So, uh, uh, we're, yeah. we're just busting his balls because he won't listen to this. Because why would he listen <laughs> to the show that he's on? I don't. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, Cleodora Silvestri, messing with your uh, CSV, all the bad commas still there. Of all the unethical lawyers we've seen in the news over the last few weeks, which one has dug for themselves the deepest professional grave? Uh, That was all caps at the end, so I had to emphasize it. Um, What is a grave if not a pit? Yes! <laughs> uh, I at this moment, I mean the the one lawyer that like springs to my head, to my mind is Renault, the guy that was the lead counsel for Alex Jones, who accidentally gave. I don't know if it was he who directly accidentally gave the prosecution the uh, the phone the the phone with two years of text messages and the naked photo of the wife that was given to Roger Stone. 
but he definitely was the lawyer who didn't say, hey, guys, you, you can't use that as privilege. He was the lawyer who went the 10 days and didn't say anything and let them have that free and clear. So of all the dumb lawyers that have been around recently, I'm going to pick him because uh, everybody else has yet to destroy themselves in a court of law that spectacularly. And that was truly impressive that the, that clown managed to clown himself that hard. Uh, I'm a basic, I'm a basic B and I love, I love a basic corrupt lawyer. And uh, since he's back in the headlines, it's hard for me not to vote for Rudy. Uh, although he's not exactly a lawyer anymore right in some places he's been fully disbarred or whatever so <laughs> yeah he's been sanctioned he's uh <laughs> let's say that if, let's say that he, sc- he scrapes in on a technicality and my answer still isn't that exciting because i just i can't be fucked to know the names of any of these other corrupt lawyers uh yeah my, my favorite my favorite one is a secret backdoor uh a, a other favorite bit of ours for the show uh S- southern lawyer stereotypical southern <laughs> lawyer is my favorite yes. corrupt lawyer <laughs> Yes. How about uh, you, Haley? Do you have any? Do you have any favorite corrupt lawyers? You're a little more finger on the pulse than I am. I honestly, my favorite corrupt lawyer, like yeah, that was the all time of oh, yeah. all time. Well, I, I, I think it's supposed. I think it's supposed to be relevant to the the shit that's going on recently. But why limit ourselves? Why live in a box? Who's your favorite? Your favorite corrupt lawyer of all time? I, I don't. I don't know lawyers too well. Uh, <laughs> So I'll also go with Rudy, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, see, this is one of those questions. Some of these questions that come in, I mean, granted, he is our expert. Some of these questions are for Mike only, because it's just like, hey. I I could think one, but it's so in the fucking weeds of Arizona that it's just like, we're not getting into it. It's a little too specific. It's, it's yeah, like somebody it's that's like, like it's, you guys don't want to hear a fucking five page essay on this. It's like oh. somebody that's part of your same like homeowners association or whatever. You just have to see them tomorrow. They're just like, I heard your fucking podcast yesterday. It's calling me corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> and our, our final question in the mailbag is uh, from all you've got to do is not be a shitty human with two heart emojis on the front and the back says, uh, how will the cult spin this? And uh, my guess is the Trump is still in charge. The warrant was part of his intricate plan for the FBI to infiltrate. Discovery. Then, yes. Discovery. Always. Those documents uh, are now with discovery, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the F- basically, this is a news article about the FBI rescuing uh, 200 trafficking vine- uh, trafficking victims, including 84 children in in uh, quote unquote Operation Cross Country, and we have uh, video of uh, people of the FBI grabbing someone out of a van and arresting them for uh, human trafficking. So yeah, uh, basically massive anti human trafficking operation the FBI just uh, conducted. Lots of bad guys getting cuffed and stuffed, uh, children being saved from human traffickers. All of this done under the watchful eye of President Biden and director of the FBI, Ray, both of whom QAnon bitterly hate. So it's weird. It's weird that. Uh, Well, but this operation was set into motion by Donald Trump during his presidency, uh, clearly. And such powerful motions made by such a powerful man can't be stopped, even by corrupt Sleepy Joe Biden and corrupt FBI leader Ray, who Donald Trump most certainly did not install. Correct. Yes. (laughs) In fact, Donald Trump has never met that man. 
<laughs> doesn't even know him. Couldn't pick him out of a police lineup if he tried. Exactly. Which, honestly, all of those things might actually be true. Like, it's equally likely that Donald Trump just threw a dart at a name. It was just like, that guy's the new FBI leader. <laughs> and they were like, do you want to meet him or, like, vet him? And he was like, nah, he's good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got a 9.30 tea time. We need to fucking wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the American people picked me to lead, not to read. Boom. Let's get this. We're done. We're out of here. <laughs> there we go. Re- reference. 100 episodes. Nailed it. Yes. That's what it's all about. Uh, so uh, that will uh, wrap up the mailbag and all that fun stuff. So it brings us to our final question, which is, what are you two looking forward to? Uh, I'll go ahead and start. Lots for me to look forward to. Anybody who knows me knows my favorite thing to do is the gaming of tabletop, be that role-playing or board games or card games or whatever. And I've got a lot of that coming up this weekend. Uh, Actually, this evening, I will be going out for some board games. Tomorrow, I will get to draft a Magic the Gathering cube. And Friday, I am running a D&D session. Uh, That is the trifecta. I'm very excited for the trifecta. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Uh, last week, Haley was looking forward to lunch. Do you have anything more powerful this week, or is lunch still the dream? You no, know, I was like, man, is this the place where I said lunch? Because <laughs> I was going to say lunch again, because it's it's about to be noon. Uh, so I'll say I'll, I'll change it. I'll change it. Um, uh, I'm looking Dinner. forward to. So I'll, I'll confidently. I mean, I won't confidently say it, but. I'm looking forward to the, the the high possibility that Blake Masters is going to lose because I don't like that guy. He's weird. He's weird and he's oh, weird looking. The thing I really love the about it is like yeah. <laughs> the, the the thing I love about that more than just him losing is the fact that he's Peter. He's one of Peter Thiel's two bitches. Yeah. And and Arizona's becoming more blue. I mean, it has two blue senators currently. Biden won it. So you can see kind of like Arizona might not be the best place for that kind of like Peter Thiel monster. But the fact that J.D. Vance is just stepping on his dick over and over and <laughs> over again in Ohio when like Ohio is like after Obama won it twice, Ohio was like, wait a minute, we voted for that guy twice? Holy shit. We need to go blood red. We need to go crazy. So like. Trump won Ohio easily both elections. It's pretty conservative now. And yet J.D. Vance is going to throw Peter Thiel's money into a fireplace and lose to generic Democrat in Ohio is fucking hilarious to me. So, yeah. yeah did you see when Blake Masters uh, praised uh, Ted Kaczynski? Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I don't think you're going to win. <laughs> And, and, and didn't he come out like he said something about like vasectomies or masturbation because he was like just aggressively like uh, so pro he's he's against birth control yeah right yeah. yeah he's just against everything he's just a total nut i mean and then he's... he got he got mad at the journalist who reported about that and it's like it's on your website <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah it's just god that's why I love it. I, again, I just love how out of touch these people are. And then they're like, hey, how can you possibly hate my positions? I love America. And it's like, but you got to have positions on stuff and your positions suck, buddy. So Yeah. yeah. I um, love the war on contraception and birth control and abortion. It's just like, I mean, not, not to put too fine a point on it, but did nobody give these guys the memo that it feels better if you can do it inside without a baby always happening? Like, you get all the all the fun, the maximum amount of fun for the minimum amount of, of penalty. Like, 
do I have to draw these guys a fucking diagram? Like, what? what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it's just a super it, like it's a super sick thing that's all about control, and it's just like they are controlling women, but at the same time, like women are allowed to deal with their world; they're allowed to deal with these things, and then a woman's just like, "Hey, you can't you can't have sex with me if you're not wearing a condom," and now the guy is like, "Oh man, boo, condom." And it's like, yeah, guess what? That's what happens when you try to take away all my other forms of birth control and all the other ways I have to regulate this shit. And and they even are going after the condoms. Like some woman like ran into a Walgreens. It's happened twice now. A person's run into a Walgreens. Like, hey, can I get a pack of condoms? And the clerk was like, this violates my morality. I will not sell you condoms. And then they had to go get a different clerk to like ring in the condom order. And it's like, how the fuck do you have like how does Walgreens have a morality policy and how many uh how many stores have that? Am I allowed to work at a Chick-fil-A and not sell chicken because I'm a vegan? Be like, hey, I'd like a number one. Can't sell you a number one. Sorry. I can sell you fries and a drink, but if you want any of the burgers or nuggets, it's my priority. Someone else has to ring it in. I just get to stand by this. I sit I get to stand at the end of the, of the Chick-fil-A all day, just watch other people do my job for me because my morality makes them do it. Yeah. Yeah, or, be, or your business could just be arbitrarily closed on Sundays for no reason because you're used to yes. fucking morality. So weird. <laughs> hey, that that th- they want to lose money by not being open on Sundays. Fuck them, the idiots. But yeah, <laughs> this is where we're at, Mike. The they're yep. immune to logical arguments and they're immune to rational ob- uh, arguments, and you can't really appeal to their empathy. So we have to crawl down in the mud with them and just appeal to their sense of just being like, condoms are lame and nobody really likes them and babies are a pretty high penalty for sex if it happens every time so like come on guys like let's let's just be cool no they refuse to be cool i hate them so much anyway yes. we got wildly off topic here at the very end so we're know, just gonna, i'm sorry we're gonna... i always oh no no no, no. <laughs> well, no it's that's it's it's the most episode 100 thing to, to have possibly happened just yeah. we're, we're on our way out we're we're doing the transition thing and then boom <laughs> five minutes of ranting about how stupid it is that conservatives hate birth control and abortion it's yeah. just incredibly dumb uh, Damn you, Blake okay. masters all right <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Blake Masters. Apparently, you're weird looking. I've never seen him. Uh, but with a name like Blake Masters, I just assumed Aryan. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. that's very correct. So nice, excellent. Well, for our one of this episode, I prepared us these incredible jetpacks, which we're going to strap onto our backs and then blast out of Hell World, Zoom, and we're flying away. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and for supporting the show. 100 episodes. If you, if you, if I didn't make it clear yet, that's this is the hundredth episode. Uh, who knew? Uh, and hopefully many more to come as long as people keep supporting us. Thank you so much for listening. And an especially big thank you for Haley for filling in for Sarge, who sadly couldn't be here with us. Uh, before we get into the bulk of the shilling and everybody leaves, uh, where can people find you on the social media if they want more Haley content about Arizona? Do we get into what Mike was looking forward to? No, I skipped it because fuck Mike. Oh, yeah, fuck me. Well, let's tell the people where they could find you. This is the price they have to pay to hear from Mike. Um, you can find me at Twitter at uh, az underscore rww. I'm Arizona Right Wing Watch. Uh, yeah, that's me. Okay. 
Yep. Wonderful. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we, we, we got our, our tangent trampled over what Mike was looking forward to. He looks sad. I love leave him hanging. He, no. he always sort of looks sad. Uh, coincidentally, what he was looking forward to was uh, like a, a lighthearted discussion about abortion rights, kind of. Yeah, right. He got one. So he, did, yeah. he didn't need to interject. No. Uh, anyway, yeah. but no, Mike, what are you looking forward to, buddy? Most, uh, mostly just uh, fantasy football because I haven't played it in like so long, and I'm, I'm finally back in this year, and I'm going to be losing in brutal, spectacular fashion and hating it. Because what I've learned in my life is that if you don't get angry at your hobby, it's not a good hobby. That's the most important part of your hobbies is being upset about them. So. Uh, I'm here for it and I can't wait. I mean, uh, me and Elle have played a game called Blood Bowl and you've never seen human beings get madder at dice than people playing a game of Blood Bowl. So yes. Uh, I literally that's... quit playing the video game because I became actually convinced that the the RNG algorithm in the game was fucked up. I was just like, there's no possible <laughs> way I am this unlucky. So yes, I'm an yes. idiot and Blood Bowl makes me furious is the moral <laughs> yes. of that story. Yeah. <laughs> That's good okay. stuff. Uh, uh, how many how many different like leagues are you in or whatever? Uh, two. So I'm in I'm in the Hell World League, which I'll be uh, making more. Pu- I've had people secretly joining the Hell World League, and now I'm going to make that more public this week, so we we can fill people in. And then I have a real life league that I'm also filling in for. So that's gonna be fun. Nice. Who doesn't love gambling? Certainly not much. Yes, he's oh, he's poker and politics after all. So he likes damn those right. two things. And poker is technically gambling. Even though it's the most skilled gambling of them all. Uh, okay, so now it is time for us to continue our wonderful outro. Uh, and I was in the process of thanking Haley for joining us and in the process of thanking you, the listener, for listening to us. If you'd like to continue to support us, you can leave us a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcast. Or if you have money, you can donate it to us at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. $5 or more a month will get you access to all of our bonus content, including series such as Kabbalan, What We Do Out of Shadows, and Mule's Errand, where we break down Q Media and dunk on it over a series of roughly 30-minute episodes. It's great. It's all available for your wonderful donation. Become one of our beautifuler babies and hear us talk trash about QAnon uh, on our Patreon. See, it rhymes. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you could donate it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. That is just one of many good examples of a way that you could spend money to do a little good. Uh, Other examples include supporting the Ukraine in their defense of their country against Russia or helping any blue candidate in any race that has any weight anywhere because that is what we are about on this show. Thank you for DJ Minimal Effort. Uh, no uh, social media for DJ Minimal Effort, but they have provided our intro that we use every week and we love them. Uh, so they get shout outs into the void. Our buddy Frosty, who does all of our voiceover work when we need it, QAnon voice, all of our bumps, all of our intros and stuff like that. You can find them on Twitter at FrostyVO. You can find me on Twitter at HellWorldL. That's HellWorld with a Q instead of an O in the word world. You can find Mike, of course, at Poker Politics, And you can find the show itself at HellWorld, once again, with a Q instead of an O in the word world. So for special guest star Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Wing Watch, uh, myself, the Mysterious L, uh, Sarge, who couldn't make it today, and our expert in all things QAnon Crazy Mr. Mike Reigns, for 100th episode saying, Good speed, Patriots. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.